Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Monday morning. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that one. I'm Kristen Smith with you on a Monday morning along with... Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. And how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Any tequila? Uh, no, my clothes are still on. Thank goodness. I I mean, no offense, I don't need to see that on a Monday morning. Well, I don't think anybody really needs <laughs> to see that on a Monday morning. So here we are. Yeah, here we are. Oh, man, I... I don't think I've ever gotten that bad. You know, like in the song, he talks about how she doesn't remember the next morning, you know, until the next morning. I've never had that on tequila. Vodka, yes. Tequila, no. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm not going to disclose. Ooh. We'll just let that all go and let you guys think what you want. Oh, oh I'm already thinking. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you are. I can see your head spinning right now. <laughs> it was either blackberry brandy or Dr. McGillicuddy's, I'm guessing, for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the deer are out and moving. You know, I was thinking, Saturday we woke up and there was snow on the ground in Nilsville. And I was like, what the heck? There's snow. Sunday morning, birds are chirping. Beautiful morning. And now this morning we get rain and snow on the way in, and the deer are moving. I saw eight, and you beat my number this morning. I did. I got to see ten. Oh. I, did, I, I, saw, I saw four on the one side, six on the other. I said, you guys stay where you're at. I've met you enough with the truck lately. Exactly. Stay yeah, where we, you're at. We don't need to hit any deer. That's too much damage. Yeah, to have more damage to the body than it is to the truck lately. Oh, I know. But we are a few minutes before the 5 o'clock hour. I almost said 6 o'clock. See, we're, we're just excited for the day. <laughs> yeah, we're pushing at 5 o'clock. We're at 33 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. And as I said earlier, rain and snow on the drive-in this morning. And we're looking at a mostly cloudy day, looking at a high of 46 degrees. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it is a rainy morning. If you're just rolling out of bed, getting ready to do those chores or heading down the interstate, heading down the back road, 
hauling a milk truck. It is kind of damp out there, but we're looking to dry off for today. Mostly cloudy today. Tomorrow's going to be cloudy, and then tomorrow night, get your rain boots on. Get those, you know, little flippers going, because it's going to rain the next few days. And, yeah, it's going to be kind of cruddy. I don't know, Jill, do you like the rain or no? No. No. I she answered that kind of fast. I need some sunshine. Oh, that's right. Come on, Jill. Give me a little bit of yeehaw this morning. Yeehaw! There she is. Look at that smile on her <laughs> face. Sunshine won't take that away from her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are at 5 o'clock on this Monday morning on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. It's a big day for President Biden's historic pick for the Supreme Court. The Senate Judiciary Committee will be voting on Ketanji Brown-Jackson's nomination. The panel could be split if all 11 Republicans vote against her. At least three have already said they will. But Democrats can still use a tool to allow the final confirmation vote as soon as Thursday. If confirmed by this summer, Jackson would be the first black woman to sit on the bench. The president of Ukraine is turning to the music world in his latest plea for support. Volodymyr Zelensky addressed the Grammy Awards last night. It was a somber message of hope as the country continues fighting Russia for its freedom. He said the war doesn't let them choose who survives and who stays in eternal silence. After his video, John Legend performed his new song, Free, and was joined on stage by three Ukrainian artists. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton says Vladimir Putin is showing his true colors with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We are really looking at this with our eyes wide open and seeing very clearly the threat that he poses. Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, Clinton called the Russian leader a threat to the global stability the world thought it was building over the last 20 years. The White House chief of staff is insisting Democrats are not on the wrong side of the crime issue. The president uh, has sent to Congress plans for robust funding of the police. Congress passed one of them uh, just last week, two weeks ago. Appearing on ABC's This Week, Ron Klain defended the Biden administration's stance on crime in the U.S. He noted that the president is in favor of having strong law enforcement to respond to crime. Klain said the Biden administration is working to be at the forefront of controlling crime while having balanced policing. And the sentencing trial for a Florida school shooter begins today. Nicholas Cruz confessed to killing 17 students and staff members and trying to kill 17 more four years ago in the city of Parkland. Both sides will begin choosing jurors who will decide if he gets life in prison or the death penalty. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. That's a tough morning for the news that way. And, you know, the Ukrainian-Russian conflict continues over that way. And the weather's rainy. And Will Smith, you know, he finally resigned from the Academy. Did you hear about that? Well, you heard that he slapped Chris Rock. Oh, I of course I did. How could you miss that part? I know. I so, I mean, all this stuff is kind of going on, and it's like, where's some good news? I want some good news. Well, I had good news. We had family gathering this weekend, Ooh. and I had made food and, food and food, and it was good, and it was just good to see everybody again. You know, mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've all been able to get together, and we were kind of spread out, but yeah, we saw everybody and did a lot of visiting and did a little painting on Saturday night. So. Oh, nice. <clears throat> We picked up sticks yesterday in the yard, and then we had a little campfire during the day Ooh, just to kind of burn up everything, clean it all up, and and then it rained and snowed. So now i got a mess to clean up in yeah. the fire rain. Yeah, but you have to start someplace, right? Exactly. You talked about the snow on Saturday morning. I got up and saw snow outside. I just went back to bed. <laughs> I had to make breakfast for the kids and you know entertain them. And, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I don't get to go back to bed. I I did. <laughs> she did. Right away. Jill goes back to bed. All right. Well, we are a few minutes after that 5 o'clock hour, 33 degrees, looking at a high of 46. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we got some news this morning that might make some farmers happy. And Jill, catch me up. What's all going on that'll make us happy this morning? And according to the Wisconsin Egg Connection, many grower groups, including the American Soybean Association, American Farm Bureau Federation, National Corn Growers Association, and the National Cotton Council, welcome and express appreciation for an announcement from EPA that will restore use of endless herbicides to many U.S. counties. In January, EPA issued seven, a new seven-year registrations for over-the-top use of herbicides Enlist and Herb- Enlist Duo on herbicide-tolerant corn, cotton, and soybeans. Growers have been very critical of bans affecting entire counties where protected species have been may be present in only a fraction of the county or potentially not at all, or where conservative conservative methods have overestimated the impact on some species. Numerous counties remain under county-level bans following EPA's latest decision. Well, it'll be interesting to see who's still in that banned area for Endless and Endless Duo and who can actually start using it again. It will be interesting. I like when they think outside the box and actually reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that they come up with bands and stuff and then they just let it sit. Yeah, they cap of- it on everyone. And like, like they said, it doesn't affect every single person in every single county across the U.S. And I truly believe we need to relook at some of these bands sometimes and see what the real effect of the, this, you know, the herbicides are instead of just. Oh, one and done. Exactly. And the USDA is also encouraging producers and landowners to enroll in the Grassland Conservation Reserve Program, or CRP, starting today through May 13th. Signed into law in 85, CRP is one of the largest voluntary private lands conservation programs in the U.S. and had its highest enrollment in history last year. Alongside alongside Grassland CRP, producers and landowners can also enroll acres in continuous CRP, under the ongoing sign-up, which includes projects available through the Conservation Reserve Enhancement Program and state acres for wildlife enhancement. So, again, that sign-up starts today through May 13th. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at your weather this morning and your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. We've got temperatures in the area. We've got Medford at 32 degrees this morning. We've got Marshfield at 32. La Crosse is at 43 degrees. Woohoo, we're heading down there. Green Bay is at 34. Rice Lake is at 34. Wausau is at 33 degrees. Milwaukee is at 38, and another warm spot this morning is Madison at 40 degrees. Looking at today, it's going to be a mostly cloudy day after this rain and snow kind of pushes through. Looking at a high of 46. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 34. Tomorrow, cloudy and a high of 51 degrees. Tomorrow night, we've got rain showers and 37. Wednesday and Wednesday night, it's going to rain with a high of 47 degrees. And right now we're at 33 degrees and a little bit of rain. We've got your markets. Those are coming up next.
Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to take a look at those markets this morning brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, pick us off. What's going on? For our fed cow beef steer. Oops. I'm really messing <laughs> up my words this morning. It must be Monday. For our choice fed beef steers, we're at 132 to 142 with mixed at 115 to 130. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 142 with mixed at 115 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 123 to 130 with selects at 106 to 122. Cows are at 61 to 77 with a top of 95. Bulls are 75 to 114 with butcher hogs at 73 to 88. Sows are 69 to 75 with boars coming in at 20 to 34. New crop market lambs are 175 to 195 and feeder lambs are 240 to 340. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for April's at 138.65. That's down 72 cents. June is at 135.85, down $1.27. August is at 136.90, down $1.17. Feeder cattle for April's at 161.57, that's up 17 cents. May's at 166.12, down 42. August is at 178.35, down $1.22. Lean hogs for April's at 101.30, down 45 cents. May's at 113.17, down 40 cents. June is at 120.45, down 17 cents. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn up 12 cents to 734. July oats up 6 at 717. July soybeans up 4 cents to 1517. Your July soybean meal was up $2 to 44.80 a ton. July wheat was up 22 at 1006. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese up a nickel to 225 and a quarter. Your blocks were up 4 and a half cents to 229 and a half. Double A grade butter was up a penny to 271. And your class three futures for April up a penny at twenty three sixty nine. May's up eight at twenty four fifty five. June up eight at twenty four thirty five. July up twenty two at twenty four seventeen. August up eighteen cents to twenty four oh two. And the markets were upward through October. Jill, that's why I think one of your favorites. You were even singing over there. I was singing. I almost turned the microphone on. I'm I glad you did. did. <laughs> Well, and speaking of auction sales, the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association had their sale this weekend, and their total sale was 61 bulls, and they averaged $4,060. The sale was a record-breaking sale for the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association. They said it only took 65 years to average, but it was the highest ever. 35 Anguses sold at an average of $4,150. Eight red Angruses averaged $4,150. Seven Simmentals averaged $4,320. Two Herefords averaged $3,500. Seven Simmentals slash Angus averaged $3,750. And two Charlets averaged $2,875. Let's see. The top price Simmental Bull was sold at $6,250. And that was also the same price for the top Red Angus bull. So that was some good news. I mean, those are some high prices for some good bulls. 
yeah, with all the production and all the testing that goes behind those, mm-hmm. that is really a valuable thing for producers. Yeah, and the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association and the consigners would like to thank their buyers and bidders that have supported them through all these years and for a great turnout this last weekend. It's good. a big thing. Good for them. Yeah. Get, get a lot of that good genetics back out there into the field and get the cattle markets going with, you know, good cattle. Good yeah. cattle are awesome to well, be around. Well, and you and I were talking earlier because you raise beef. I do. And you were like, oh, I thought this one would have, you know, been the top bull. And I said, well, maybe he had a bad hair day. <laughs> I don't, I mean, you know, I show dairy cattle growing up. And that was one thing. You see dairy, and I can look at him and go, oh, yeah, she's having a bad day. And you can see it. I want, Is that kind of the same thing with beef? They just have a bad hair day. Well, beef, what's the biggest difference between beef and dairy and showing them is you take all your hair off your dairy. Mm-hmm. And beef, you leave it all on there. And that has a <laughs> tendency to try to, you enhance the good parts of the animal, and you try to cover up the parts that aren't quite as stellar as some of them but maybe he was having a tough hair day yeah i looked at him on the videos and i thought he did what looked like something that would fit into my herd but i we had family gatherings so we did not i did not take advantage of the over the airways and looking and bidding so (laughs) all i can think of is when you said you know dairy you take the hair off all i can think of is tequila makes her clothes fall off you know and dairy cows females you know well, maybe they do put a little bit of tequila in the water, <laughs> in the before, water. They sh- before they shave off all the dairy hair. kind of walk a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually don't, but it's kind of a, a fun morning. We have to have fun on a Monday morning. The deer are out and moving. It's kind of rain, snow mix. Some areas are actually getting snow. Right here in this area, we're just getting that rain mix, so that's not too bad. But we've got a lot of stuff coming up yet this morning. We're going to be talking about... The National Agricultural Statistics Service came back with some farm numbers. So we've got that coming up here in just a little bit. It's going to be a busy morning. We've got news, weather, and markets all to come yet. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we get anxious for spring planting, what are crop prices going to do? What are crop input prices going to do? It all wears on us mentally, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and I don't care what part of agriculture you're in, it is a stressful occupation. And Stephanie, you talked to a gentleman that's providing some help for farmers that are feeling a little stress, or maybe a lot of stress right about now. Well, that's right, and his message is that it's okay to talk about your feelings. So this is the word from Jeff Ditzenberger. He leads a mental health resource in southern Wisconsin that really today has a worldwide presence. It's called TUGS. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. TUGS is an acronym that stands for Talking, Understanding, Growing, and Supporting. He's a certified mental health coach with roots in the egg community. He farms near Argyle, and he's also active in the Farm Bureau and FFA alumni. So Jeff shares the work he's doing, but first he tells me more about the organization. Yeah, so TUGS, which is Talking, Understanding, Growing, and Supporting, is a 501c3 nonprofit based out of Monroe, Wisconsin. I started in Greene County. 
and um, then had uh, HBO Vice News show up and A and E show up and a bunch of podcasts and stuff. And now we're we're literally worldwide. I mean, we get messages from all over the place. And basically, the idea behind Tugs originally was to get men to open up and talk about their feelings, farmers to talk about you know what's going going on in their lives, feeling wise. But the biggest thing was is to get rid of the stigma that surrounds uh, mental health and the fact that we don't talk about it the way that we should. Yeah, and why is there a stigma? <laughs> Well, because we use words like crazy and loony bins and, you know, if you go to see a professional, you go to see a shrink and, you know, they, they think that, that, you know, the way, I mean, just take Hollywood, for instance, and the way Hollywood portrays people that have mental problems, you know, they portray them as evil, bad people all the time and, and uh, you know, we're not. I mean, we just have some things in our brains that aren't quite wired the same, but, you know, we're productive members of society who just have a few more things that we got to deal with on a regular basis and, the great thing is, though, Steph, is that the more people that we talk to and get that conversation going out, the more education that we're going to get. And that's really what we want to see is more education. You know, my PTSD, my which is post-traumatic stress disorder, my bipolar 2, my anxiety, my borderline personality disorder, none of that stuff's contagious. But it is, you know, we can we can get it under control. And, you know, if your, peop- if your friends and, and neighbors and stuff know that you're going through that kind of stuff, then they deal with you a little bit better. But if they don't even know how to deal with any of that kind of stuff, then they're you know they don't have any way to 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 help help you out and then next thing you know you're all on your own again what are those first steps for folks either that need to talk to someone or people that want to listen to understand well i think the first thing is is that you know on a regular basis i ask you know i go to different places and i'll be like hey how's how's it going today are you you okay today or you know uh, just kind of like in general public strike up a small conversation or just be nice to people that's one of the biggest things you know we don't even say hi to people hardly anymore you know you, you know and, and, and when you think about farmers i mean we go down the road with a two-finger wave off the steering wheel all the time and it doesn't matter if we know them or not but um i think the biggest thing is is you know is getting the conversation started anywhere you know getting that getting that out in the open where you know we you know i i've been saying a lot lately is that I feel that in 2022, we ought to be able to talk about mental health the way we talk about COVID, but we ought to have a good conversation about it and, you know, help people with it, not, you know, not make them feel feel like they're less important because of things that they're struggling from. And that's a message for the farming community, because as you said, farmers are nice. They're always waving to each other, you know, how are you doing? But they don't break out of that shell. They're also a very stoic, very proud people, you know, and, and uh, you know, they take a lot of pride in their farms. They take a lot of pride in their animals. They take a lot of pride in their work ethic, you know, and that's great. But pride doesn't pay the bills. Pride doesn't, you know, keep you necessarily up, you know, in a good mood all the time. You know, you have those days where, you know, you lose your prized cow or you, you know, the, the bills come and you're like, oh, my goodness, the bills are a little more than what I th- my income is right now and stuff. And if they can have those conversations with other people about that, they're going to find out that, you know, they're not the only one that has the water pipe break on Sunday morning before church. And, and, uh, we can, if we can break out of that, that cycle of, of, of not talking about it, then not only do farmers understand each other and what they're going through, but then our consumer, who's very important to us, will understand it as well. And now let's talk about CPR for mental health. There is an acronym for it, training that you can do so that if you are that point of contact for somebody, you know what to do. What I train is called QPR, which is question, persuade, and refer. And that's how we bill it is that it's like CPR for mental health. It's an hour-long training, uh, and then we sometimes do some role play or, or questions afterwards. But 
it's three parts the question ask the question and so we you know my goal is to empower people to be able to ask someone if they're thinking about dying by suicide or if they're if they're you know you know joe you look really depressed today you know are you thinking about harming yourself being able to ask that question and then to persuade them is basically like remember when you bought that coffee cup for the boss and he thought it was the best thing ever like you made his day so like you matter you need to be here you make people happy and then the refer part is you know do they do you try to get them into like a mental health worker or you know maybe like for the younger generation maybe they got a coach or a teacher that they like to talk to or something like that but the biggest thing that people need to remember is that asking people if they're suicidal does not make them more suicidal and the whole thing behind qpr and it's just like farming we talk about it we say that qpr is like planting planting a seed of hope and that's kind of what we do as farmers is plant seeds every every spring with blind faith not knowing what's going to happen but we still do it and that's what's going to happen when you start asking the question about suicide is you're going to plant a seed of hope and you know people are going to talk about it and they're going to say oh my god somebody actually cares and they're going to talk to me and and stick through them i mean that's what we farmers do we stick through the thick and thin and we'll do that with other people we just got to get the question out there and we got to get the conversation started and i like that message you matter because if like you said um if you see a crumpled 20 dollar bill on the on the side of the street you're going to pick it up because it hasn't lost value after you smooth it out exactly you know and 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 it's an easy analogy to do because we all understand how money works, you know, and I even had somebody challenge me on that one time. It's like, well, I don't always want to be a $20 bill. And I'm like, but you could add value to what you already have, but you just have to remember that you haven't lost your value. No matter how much you've been kicked around, no matter how much you've been beat up, no matter how much you've, you know, struggled, you've made a difference in somebody's life, whether you know it or not. So you have to be here to make those things still happen. And my message is you matter. And don't hide that from your family. That's another message you have. You don't hide your feelings from your kids because you think it might be too tough for them. Talk about it. Yeah, you know, we, I, I hear, especially moms, moms are good for this, you know, about how they're trying to keep it together for their kids. And I say, no, sit them down and have a conversation with them because one, it helps them understand what moms and dads are going through. And two, it helps them with their own emotions. And then three, as they get older and they start getting into relationships and friendships and stuff, like they're going to have those conversations. And that's how we get rid of the, stif- the stigma behind mental health is that we have the conversations about it, that everybody has bad days but they're just bad days it's not a bad life people that want to get behind fighting the stigma they want to help they want to go through training they want to be a part of tugs how do they get in contact with you guys well you can like our page on facebook and follow us there um my phone number is which is the easiest way to get hold of me either by text message or an actual phone call which i like phone calls better 608-214-9137 or you can email us at Tugs Group, T-U-G-S-G-R-O-U-P at gmail.com. And then last question for you. You know, you mentioned, yeah, pick up the phone, leverage social media to better people's lives and to help yourself. You know, I talk about in my presentations about how, you know, Facebook is a huge social media venue and we go through it and we see how Doug has made a really good dinner and Susie and her family on vacation and we like that and we love that and we throw little things out there. But then there's, you know, someone who's like, oh, I'm just sick of it all. And we, we, we think they're looking for drama or attention. And I tell you what, people that are suffering from mental health challenges or who are thinking about suicide are, and are asking for help are not attention seeking, they're help seeking. And we need to do that. We need to go into their message box and say, hey, I saw your status. Like, is everything okay? Maybe they just had a bad day at work, or maybe they're actually thinking about something worse. Well, there you have it from Jeff Ditsenberger with Tugs, based in Greene County, Wisconsin. Something we didn't mention in the interview, Tugs is named after a tugboat, and the slogan is, even big ships need a little help sometimes. If you're wondering how that fits in, Jeff Ditsenberger is a U.S. Navy veteran. 
You can get help or learn more at tugsgroup.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Well, that was kind of a nice little ending to the story that the tug's name came from a tugboat. That was really nice. That is really, it's very interesting. You know, it's one of those who wanted to know ideas. Yeah. It's something, especially in that world where you do have to watch, you know, for mental health and have these issues. And then to have that little bit of uplifting at the end, that's just, oh, I like that. That was good. Makes the story refreshing. It does. Well, and speaking of refreshing, we've got markets coming up. And those markets this morning... Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the markets this morning will be brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean Company. And joining us this morning is Rocky Olson from Premier. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning, Chris. So, we were talking on the drive-in this morning. I had some rain, snow mix. How about you? What do you have? Uh, I didn't go out yet, but it uh, looks like maybe had an inch of, inch of snow out there last night. Everything's white. So. Oh, my gosh, an inch of snow. When is this going to end? We'll have to figure that out. Well, hopefully by the end of the day we'll be melting <laughs> down and, and no more snow. the sun will be shining. And then we'll wait till November to get more snow, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Or Christmas would be fine. <laughs> I like it. All right, Rocky, we'll catch us up. What's all happening over at Premier? Thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We did sell 2,200 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle sold steady to strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers 122 to 132. Choice beef steers and heifers 128 to 138. Market cows sold strong. High yielding cows. Uh, from 77 to 93. Most of the market cows traded from 65 to 76. Market bulls, uh, weight, uh, heavyweight high yielding from 90 to $1.15. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 80 to $1.09. Uh, lower yielding and lightweight, 79 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong demand. Uh, Holstein's mostly from 125 to 225 per head. Your beef calves, 150 all the way up to 450 dollars per head. Holstein heifer calves continue to look like a buy, mostly from 10 to 35. Coming up this week at Premier Tuesday, uh, that's going to be our special feeder cattle auction. We'll also be featuring bred beef cows. Uh, we are expecting over 500 feeder cattle and expecting over 125 bred beef cows with two complete beef herd dispersals. Uh, if you are bringing beef cows, they do need to be to the market today, this afternoon, this evening, or by tomorrow morning for 9 o'clock a.m. for preg checks. Uh, we do start with the beef cows uh, sell first at 11 o'clock a.m., followed by the feeder cattle. Uh, then Wednesday, we get our dairy cattle auction, two complete herd dispersals. We got an 85 parlor, 85 cow parlor freestall Holstein herd, uh, 75 pound average, 2x, 117 on their cell count. We also have a 55 cow tie stall herd, several reputation groups of top notch parlor freestall cows, also some really fancy tie stall cows as well. Uh, spring and heifers, we got lots of those. We got some nice Jersey crosses. Uh, we have one load of uh, spring and cows, Holsteins, and crossbreds that are all tested A2A2. 
Uh, we're also going to have 15 fancy registered Holstein breeding bulls coming from Sandy Valley registered Holsteins. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500, or check our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And uh, just looking ahead, uh, we will have our new next uh, machinery auction coming up on June 17th, June 17th machinery auction. Ooh, so that's coming up fast. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Ready to do it all over again. Yeah, I heard that the highway was blocked. Like, people were packed and parked on both sides. It was a great day. Yep, it was absolutely that way. So. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll see you in June then. All right. Sounds all right. Good. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you the rest of this week, too. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Thanks Rocky. Kristen. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. And before we jump into some weather this morning, according to the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service, back in February, Wisconsin farmers received $5.84 a bushel for corn, which was $0.45 above the January price and $1.10 above last February. Now, on March 31st, the close at Chicago for cash corn was $7.48 a bushel. For soybeans, farmers received fourteen seventy a bushel in February, which was two dollars and twenty cents above the January price and a dollar seventy above last February. Again, on March thirty first, cash beans were at sixteen dollars and eighteen cents. The February average oat price per bushel was at six twenty two. That's eighty four cents above January's price. Hay is the only egg price that fell, with farmers averaging one hundred and fifty three dollars a ton. That was two dollars below the January price. The uh, February alfalfa hay price was at $160 a ton. That was unchanged from January, but it was $19 below last year, February. And the average price received for other hay during February was $129 a ton. That was $5 below the January price, but $11 above last February. So those are some numbers for you this morning. And, you know, speaking of numbers, let's check in some temperature numbers this morning. Let's head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Chris. And that was a nice little segue you did there. I thought that was really good. Let's talk <laughs> some numbers. I want good numbers. And from what Oof. I just heard, though, there's some snow on the ground. What's up with that? Well, up in uh, Ridgeland, we actually received a report of some uh, rather heavy slushy snow. Now, accumulations weren't that large, but the fact that it is that wet, heavy snow can uh, you know bring down some tree branches as well. And that is what happened up in Ridgeland, whereas in the Chippewa Valley, we got some heavy rain out of it uh, last night and some snow trying to work its way in. But, well, as you see, there's not really much of that on the ground in Eau Claire and further towards the south anyways. But uh, heading into this morning, things will start to quiet down, but we'll have those mostly cloudy conditions really throughout most of the day. Now, there may be some clearing later in the afternoon that will give us a peak of some sunshine here and there as we warm it up into the mid to upper 40s. Later tonight, though, we'll have mostly clear conditions and dipping to around the freezing point, but those clear conditions won't last very long. As our next weather maker, well, it's going to look a lot like uh, the last couple of weeks where it comes in slow-moving, middle of the week, and bringing us some rain. But tomorrow, for the most part, is going to be rather dry. But later in the afternoon into the evening, that's when we'll start to see that rain start, and that can get heavy at times through the overnight as well. Tomorrow is the best chance that we do have to hit 50 degrees over the next couple of days because, well, Wednesday we'll have some chances for showers yet again as we get into about the upper 40s. And then Thursday is going to be a lot cooler with some snow trying to work its way into the mix as well. But accumulations, I don't want to commit to that right now. It doesn't look like much uh, at the moment, but highs getting into the upper 30s and low 40s. 
but quieting down towards the end of the week as we have partly sunny conditions on Friday and temperatures still going to be on that cool side of average, mostly in the low 40s. But right now in Eau Claire, we've got just a little bit of a snow drizzle. I like to call it snizzle and a temperature of 34 degrees. I'm Skyward 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Snizzle? Snizzle. You heard me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was just going to say, I want to read you or a do-over on the weather. And then you come out with snizzle. (laughs) Well, there's, there's your redo. That, that's your word for the day, snizzle. <laughs> oh, that is so going to come back. <laughs> Snow drizzle. <laughs> nice. Well, Mike, you just made my Monday morning now. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, you have a good one. You too. Thanks Thank so you. much. There he goes. That's Mike Dan- Dandria, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist this morning and with his snizzle. <laughs> I like that, Jill. How about you? I think it kind of makes me want to sneeze sometimes, though. I kind of think of those like movies, like you know, when they like mix their words, like shizzle my nizzle and stuff. And I don't know what that means, but then he comes out with snizzle, and I'm like, it's just kind of a fun word. It's like bubbles. Try and say bubbles and be angry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even think about yeah, bubbles and be to, angry. You have to be angry and say bubbles. It's not easy to do. It's, <laughs> you no, can't do it. Well. Yeah, it makes us makes us smile. At least we can see a smile out of the snizzle instead of just snizzle. <laughs> snizzle and bubbles. <laughs> it's going to be our new words. <laughs> How about snizzly bubbles? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that was your Skywarn 13 weather this morning, and your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors has the largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or online at marquardtmotors.com. And Morgan McCarthy is joining us now this morning with her amazing news. Good morning, Morgan, and catch us up. What's going on this morning in our news? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us in our state. It looks like a mother that strangled her child to death with an update out of Sheboygan. We now have Sheboygan Falls School Superintendent Annalee Bennins as counselors will be on hand to help students process the death of a second grade boy whose mother is now being charged with his death. We have some tough days ahead for our families, um, our students, our staff. Our crisis team is mobilized and will be on site Monday and throughout the week. Uh, We're very fortunate to have close connections with our community. Eight-year-old Oliver Hitchcock was attacked Wednesday. He died Friday, and his mother is now in jail, and formal charges will be filed this week. In other headlines, police in Stevens Point say the suspect in last week's shooting at a mobile home park had a small arsenal when they arrested him. Officers busted Daniel Reese Jr. on Saturday, the main suspect in a shooting at a trailer park that sent one man to the hospital. Police say Reese sped away from them as they closed in. Authorities say Reese had a pistol on him and several rifles and some body armor in his car. In other headlines, if you want to Airbnb or check into Verbo, their local uh, goal is to find out how many people are doing that. Eau Claire wants a count. And Community Development Director Scott Allen says if Eau Claire wants to write new rules, first need to know how many people are kind of doing that thing around here. Allen says Eau Claire will use software called Host Compliance to get a short-term rental consensus. You can always find more info online, 715newsroom.com. A peek into public health shows us coronavirus cases continue to trend down in our state. Again, you can always find that DHS link directly at 715newsroom.com. And Kadad as a community came together as a show of respect and support for a former firefighter. Yesterday's benefit for Madsen's family brought dozens of people out. He died last December after a battle with coronavirus. The community coming together for the family and that cause. And see you later alligator from the Dairyland. We go to the Sunshine State where there was a developer that said, uh, you don't belong here, buddy.
The project manager for a new home in Punta Gorda said one of his workers discovered the reptile as he was installing window blinds. The 11 to 12-foot gator was most likely seeking shelter from a cold front and entered through a laundry room door. Reptile wranglers were able to capture the animal and release it into the wilderness. The project manager said that the reptile caused about $2,500 in damages. I'm Mark Mayfield. And, of course, they did say see you later as he left. If it would have been a crocodile, though, it would have been, well, after a while, right? With Kristen Jill in the Midwest Farm Show, you're listening to Wax 104.5. And then right after 6 this morning, we'll get you into a brand new week. Alex Edwards gets us started. And we try to keep the plates mostly in the air here on Wax 104.5. Thanks so much, Morgan, for that update on the news. But you know what? We've got weather, news, markets. We've got a busy morning coming up. We've got... Equity Altoona Barn. He's coming in next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with those morning markets this morning. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Jim, catch us up. What's going on? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.35. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.10 to $1.33. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.19 to $1.30. We had a top of $1.34. Choice Holstein steers, $1.06 to $1.18. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.05 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 77 to 88. We had a top of 91. 60% of the cows sold from 66 to 76. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 65 and down. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 7. 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Jim. That was Jim Lindsay over at the Altoona Equity Barn. And now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with our singing gentleman this morning, Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, good morning to you, Kristen. No, we're not singing, but uh, it's uh, uh, yeah, kind of a mushy me- um, mess this morning, I guess. I was uh, uh, looking on social media here, and some folks got uh, um, uh, they're driving to work, and it's uh, just drive careful because it's kind of a combination of re- well, I don't know if it's freezing on the bottom, but rain and real can't even talk real wet, heavy snow. So just drive careful. It's not a big deal. Probably got less than an inch of snow, but it just makes things slippery. But most people are uh, about that. I've been reading here is the takes much longer to slow down and stop. So that's the big thing. You don't want to be driving through stop signs. So just drive careful. And I'm thinking by dinner, this thing is all going to be gone. It's going to be in the 40s and we do it all over again some other time. huh? Yeah, minus <laughs> the snow, of course. Okay, well, that sounds good. All right, we're making projects. Just All right. Well, catch us I am up. Looking at the, I am correct in assuming this is April, right? This is April, yes. So we All need right. April showers. Uh-huh, okay. All right, well, we better do the market thing here, uh, Kristen. Uh, good morning to everyone, uh, also to you and Jill, and good morning, everybody. And this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. we got a full marketing week on tap here. Oh, we get started this uh, Monday morning here. We'll start at 9.30 a.m. with market cows, uh, conventional market cows. We'll sell fat cattle this morning and market bulls, baby calves today at 11.30. Tomorrow, too, the very busy day tomorrow. Get started tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and straw auction. We have two complete herd dispersals for that dairy auction tomorrow. Folks, if you're looking for some real good cows, we have them. We will have them for you tomorrow. 
We do have the uh, really honor to sell the Ed Rudolph herd, a very fine herd of cows. And uh, the, uh, there will be about 40 Holstein cows in this herd and the spring heifers. All the young stock also. We've got some brown Swiss and red Holstein heifers. The average on this herd is 85 pounds, 4-0 butterfat, very low somatic. And, again, very nice herds of cows. So if you're looking for a real nice herd of cows, we'll have that. And then I'll throw our second herd also, a very high-component herd, 25 Holstein cows. Ice star milk. Uh, the uh, current test is four five butterfat three four four protein. Again, a very low semantic herd. So, two very good herds of cattle for that auction tomorrow, and that will start, of course, at eleven o'clock. Following the dairy sale tomorrow, we will sell organic market cows, conventional market cows. Our Wednesday auction does start at ten o'clock. Full marketing day on Wednesday, and also this week on Wednesday will be a feeder cattle sale. Featuring uh, bread beef cows, and we also have some bread beef cows and bread heifers for that sale on Wednesday. So, Preston, a very busy week here, folks. If you got any questions, call us up six eight seven four one zero one. You want uh, the website? Uh, more information on this uh, very fine herd of dairy cattle. So, a week on tap, folks. Again, this morning, do drive careful. But uh, thinking, what's today? Kristen's supposed to be forty something. Yep, we're looking at a high of 46 degrees, tomorrow a high of 51. Oh, okay, well, on that happy note, we will uh, thank you, ladies, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Sounds good, Jerry. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got more markets coming up next. Michelle from Turin, she's joining us. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, time to check in with some more markets this morning. And Michelle from Tureen Livestock joins us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kristen. So how do you like this, what did Mike D'Andre call it? Snizzle. How do you like snizzle? Good word for it. <laughs> it's a good I'm over word. snizzle. I'm over it. <laughs> you can end any time now. So do you have I'm snow getting on the a little strung up. So is there yeah, snow the ground there? is covered. The ground yeah, is the covered. ground is covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I'm over snizzle. We're yeah. done with it. But that's an awesome word. Very I creative. Like I know. I heard that yeah. this morning, and I I almost laughed. I'm like, what kind of word is snizzle? But it fits it, perfect. It does. It describes it to a T. It does. Oh. Mm-hmm. But it is a Monday morning. We've got to get things moving. So catch us up. What's all happening over at Train Livestock? All right. Thank you, Kristen. Summing up the week of March 28th at Terrain Livestock Market in the slaughter market the last week, we tapped at 90. 80% of the cows flipped from 62 and above. Market cows were 76 to 86. Low-yielding cows 64 to 76. And in-week cows 62 and lower. In the Holstein Fair Market Choice, 118 to 128. Selects were 116 and down. For beef type steers and heifers choice, 120 to 138. Selects for 118 and lower. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 85 to a dollar with utilities at 80 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves are from 100 to 250 dollars per head. We did have an extreme top last Monday up 300 dollars per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, 30 dollars per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to 170 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 100 to 375 per head with a top. 
extreme top last Monday of 642. In the hog market, no, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 68 to 92. Fours were 33 and a half and down. Our next sale will be today. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For today's sale, we have a consignment of 15 sows that are averaging 450 pounds. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the Citroen livestock, your family owned an upright market. Have a great day. You too. And it's going to warm up, Michelle. 46 today, 51 tomorrow. I can handle that as long as the dampness goes away. Uh, I can Every only day do so is much. getting closer. Right? <laughs> I know. Every day. Well... If we can get rid of the snizzle, I'll be really good. Okay. So we'll get rid of the snizzles, okay. snizzles, and... Snizzle. Snizzle. <laughs> Spring, snizzle. snow, showers, snizzle. I'm going yeah. to perfect that. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. We're going to just get rid of that. I, the warmer temperatures every day, a little sun. Yesterday was perfect in the morning. Oh, yeah. We just need some sun. Yes. That's why we're on the air. Because yeah. we, we bring you your sunshine. There you go. You're doing a fine job. Aw, thanks. All right, Michelle, you have a great day. We'll catch you later. Sounds good. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over at Train Livestock this morning. And now we're actually going to be talking with Dr. Dan Undersander on mycotoxins and corn silage. When to get it tested, how to get it tested, and how to keep a close eye on it. We're in April. Hopefully Mother Nature will look at her calendar and give us some April weather. As we want to get into springtime, but as we do, we look back to the crop we harvested in 2021, including corn silage, when we talk about forages this morning on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program with Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist. And Dan, I've seen some reports on maybe some mycotoxin problem in some of that 2021 harvested corn silage. What have you heard and what's the concern out there and what should farmers do? It is something that we should pay attention to. While the total number of samples affected are not great, we have had much more mycotoxin than we have seen in previous years. And so it's a good idea for farmers to check their corn silage, and again, this is corn silage only, for mycotoxins. A number of the forage testing labs in the state can do that. Uh, If you have of higher than acceptable level of mycotoxins. In most cases, uh, the nutritionist, if he knows this, can uh, work around that by feeding uh, various compounds to minimize the impact of the mycotoxins. But remember that if you have the, the mycotoxins and do nothing, depending on exactly which ones are present, it can affect the uh, performance of the animal in terms of milk production it can affect the health of the animal and it can affect rebreeding as we're looking into that so i would say that this is a year when it would be a good idea to test your corn silage to uh, ensure for yourself either that mycotoxins are present and you can deal with that or to assure yourself that there are no mycotoxins present and it's safe to feed the seed uh, the silage. So uh, we do encourage, because we're seeing more than we usually have, and more, I might say, here from the Midwest than usual, and, uh, and so it is worthwhile checking into 
rather than running into herd health, reproduction problems, whatever, uh, and waiting for that to happen to tell you that there's something uh, wrong with some of the feed. So do check your corn silage. Uh, hopefully it'll turn out to not be an issue. But if it is, it's better to know about it than deal with it than not. Is this something that's normally drought-induced, Dan, or what will bring about the high level of mycotoxins in corn silage? Yes, Bob, uh, kind of two factors, and we sort of hit both of them. Uh, the drought can increase the mycotoxins, particularly uh, certain ones. Again, there's about 400 different ones, so different ones respond to different weather conditions. But the other thing that can happen is that uh, cool, wet weather during the fall harvesting can cause mold growth on the corn grain and or on the, even the leaves, and that can increase the mycotoxin level. So either the dry summer or the wet harvesting conditions can be an issue. And, of course, we're used to having both in this part of the country. So, again, check your corn silage. Dr. Dan Undersander with us to talk about the potential of mycotoxins in that silage this morning on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Thanks so much, Bob. And now we're looking at our quick markets before we let you go. We've got your July corn up 12 at 734. July oats up 6 at 717. July beans up 4 at 1517. July soybean meal up $2 at 44480 a ton. July wheat up 22 at 1006. Country elevators in the area. Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 683 for corn. Baldwin is at 658 for corn. Durant 656 and 1498. Mondovi's at 660 and 1498. Elmwood is at 658 and 1498. Fall Creek's at 658 and 1498. Osteos is at 663 and 1498. Stevens Point is at 1491 for beans. Elk Mound is at 669 and 1516. Sparta's at 679, 1503. Ellsworth is at 653 and 1485. Buck Country Grain and Dummer's Grain Service are at 682 and 1548. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 686. Stanley's at 694. New Richmond is at 691. And looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese up a nickel at 225 and a quarter. Your blocks are up four and a half cents to 229 and a half. Double A grade butter is up a penny to 271. And your class three futures for April up a penny at 2369. May up eight at 2455. June up eight at 2435. July up 22 to 2417. August is up 18 cents to 2402. And the markets were upward through October. So some good news on those markets. We're at 33 degrees right now, looking at a high of 46. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Mondovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.